What should Missouri fans expect from the Vanderbilt Commodores this weekend? Plus, how about Conzo Martin wanting to switch everything one through five? Yes, basketball's around the corner, so all of this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball, and thank you so much as always for making me your first listen every day, except, oh wait, I haven't had a podcast the last couple days, and I do apologize for that, just had some personal stuff I needed to attend to, a little bit of self-maintenance here and there, but guess what? I'm back, and I promise I'll be here not only on Friday, but I'm going to give you a bonus episode on Saturday to make up for my recent absences. So right after the Vanderbilt game in Nashville this Saturday, you'll get hit with a quick bonus episode of Locked on Mizzou. Whether it's a bass, a nine-overtime expenditure where (laughs) extravaganza, I should say, where nobody can actually convert a two-pointer. Who knows? Regardless of what happens, again, I'll be with you right after the Vanderbilt game on Saturday. So, speaking of which, I spent my morning watching the Vanderbilt and South Carolina game from a couple weeks ago because that is the type of exciting life that I lead. But in all seriousness, I think there's a lot to learn from that football game. And number one is that, well, it sure seems hard to believe that Missouri is favored by that many points. I know that Vanderbilt is not a good football team. Believe me, I understand this. But what evidence is there that Missouri is a good football team at this point? As much as it pains me to say that, not a whole lot of evidence, especially the last few weeks. But I tell you this, after watching that Vanderbilt-South Carolina game over again. One thing that stood out is, well, offensively, Vanderbilt's probably going to run the ball down Missouri's throats. Now, frankly, every opponent should probably give strong consideration to that at this point in the season, right? Considering just how porous Missouri's run defense has been. But now, Vanderbilt, their regular starting quarterback, Ken Seals, who could definitely move around for sure, but Now that he's out with injury this week, has been the past two or three weeks now at this point, Mike Wright, who was previously what you might call Vanderbilt's change of pace quarterback, think how Missouri deployed James Franklin about 10 years ago when he was a true freshman, along with Blaine Gabbert. Hey, bring in the running quarterback every once in a while for certain situations. But now that Mike Wright's the full-time guy, well, expect a ton of of action from him. In fact, if I was Vanderbilt coach Clark Lee, I'd be saying, hey, pal, get ready for 20 carries this week, for real, because we're going to need you and all of our backs to pound the football against this Missouri team. And what you saw against South Carolina, or, well, I guess more accurately, what I saw against South Carolina was a Vanderbilt team that has a variety of different types of ways to get Mike Wright involved in the running game. They're running speed options outside. 
from the from the shotgun formation. You've got read options. You've got quarterback draws. You've got him running quarterback power just on a direct snap to the outside. You've even got split backs backs from the shotgun, even pistol formations with a sort of reverse wishbone, all that kind of stuff. So Missouri in the run game has plenty to prepare for this week, but with all that different exotic quote-unquote type of formations and different types of plays, well, Vanderbilt had its issues executing those plays at times, especially with ball handling. And that makes a lot of sense, right? This is Clark Lee's first season as the Vanderbilt coach. They're trying to put in, frankly, I was just impressed with all the different stuff that Vanderbilt was trying against South Carolina. They certainly were trying to win, and they almost pulled it off. But with all of that different aspects and different wrinkles to their running game, the passing game's pretty rudimentary, quite honestly. Right, not the most accurate guy in the world, but if you let him escape the pocket and he is a really elusive guy, well, he can play some backyard football, buy some time, and throw the ball downfield. I think if you're Missouri, again, defensively, during the bye week, Steve Wilkes and Eli Drinkwitz have talked a lot about simplifying this defense. And I agree with that in terms of it's not really a matter of, well, we need to do things differently in terms of X's and O's. That's really not it. Missouri just has to play better football defensively. They need to win some. Obviously, they need to win some one-on-one matchups, but they just have to stop getting out of their lanes, more importantly. Too often I see guys trying to be the hero, and instead of, say, turning a play inside to let your teammate make the play, well, they're just trying to make the big, spectacular tackle for loss on their own. And too often that's resulting in over-pursuit and big plays to the outside. Now, hey, we all re- we all remember the Sarah Fuller moment last year, right? The Missouri game. Sarah Fuller, the soccer player, female soccer player for Vanderbilt, was called up as the kickoff specialist. Well, she only got one kickoff in that game, and it was a fairly harmless, hey, Missouri just covered the ball, no no harm, no foul. But obviously the point here is that was a historic moment, clearly, but in 2021, from what I saw Obviously, Sarah Fuller isn't on the roster, but I'm not so sure that Vanderbilt has solved its kickoff specialist problem. I noticed that while Vanderbilt didn't kick off a lot in this game, one was kicked out of bounds at about the 20-yard line. So this should be a huge advantage here for Missouri. We all know Sean Ketting is one of the absolute best kickoff specialists in the entire country. So field position could be a big advantage here. Hopefully, Chris Abrams Drain and J.C. Carlisle, whoever's back there to return kicks for Missouri, well, they should have a rare opportunity here to actually return multiple kicks if indeed Missouri's giving up touchdowns, field goals, and Vanderbilt's kicking off multiple times. So if I'm Chris Abrams Drain, I've already ran back a kickoff this season. I'm excited about that. And you know what? I saw some other things on with Vanderbilt on the other side of the ball that stood out defensively. I want to talk about Vanderbilt's defense, especially in terms of X's and O's, coming right up. But first, let me tell you about sweat block. Yes, hopefully Missouri will not be sweating out a game against Vanderbilt. But you know what? 
lots of us in the world, especially us guys, let's be honest, can have some problem areas where we sweat just a little bit too much. Sometimes that can be embarrassing. Sometimes it you sweat through your clothing and yeah, nobody likes pit stains, right? Nobody likes to pit out a shirt at an outdoor wedding, for instance. Well, guess what? I've got a solution. Sweat block. They're doctor recommended, doctor created wipes that stop sweat for up to seven days. So guess what? Whether you're going to a hot Mizzou game, a hot outdoor wedding, well, you're going to be cool as a cucumber thanks to sweat block. So if you or somebody you know is dealing with excessive sweat, you got to check out sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on or at Amazon or CVS. And by our friends at McDonald's. This episode of Locked On Mizzou is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. And indeed, McDonald's truly is a big part of the community. It's more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, whether it's a post-game celebration, a study group, Whatever it might be, McDonald's is the best place to come to not only reconnect, but also to rest your legs and refuel. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Hey, did somebody say locked on Mizzou watch party? Well, I think that sounds like a grand idea. Let's check it out sometime. But regardless, you got to check out McDonald's. McDonald's, I'm loving it. So because Vanderbilt is not much of a passing threat with Mike Wright at quarterback, a part of me is looking forward to this football game because there is a part of me that really respects the college quarterback that really doesn't have a whole lot in the passing game, but he's a good athlete. He can run the ball, and by God, he's going to be in the cold tub probably on on Sunday and Monday. But on Saturday, he's going to ball out, give it everything he's got, because this is probably one of the last times he's ever going to get the opportunity to play real tackle football. I, I just, that's kind of what makes college football special to me, just as a quick aside, that a guy like Mike Wright gets this opportunity, and I think he's going to put it all on the line against Missouri. Not only is he going to run the football, if it's third and 10, I promise you, if he has an opportunity to get that first down, He's going to put his head down and try to get it. His body be damned. Because guess what? That's what 21-year-old badasses do. And I think we're going to see that from Mike Wright. I respect that guy's toughness. I really do from what I saw against South Carolina. Now, hopefully he doesn't have enough to beat Missouri. I don't think he will. But, you know, a part of me just loves that type of college quarterback that has to get by on guts and toughness and just overall athleticism. Not necessarily the greatest thrower in the world, but I'm looking forward to this football game for one of many reasons, and that's one of them. But moving to the other side of the ball for the Commodores, defensively, you know, I, I kind of liked what Vanderbilt was doing, I have to admit. One thing that really stood out immediately is that Vanderbilt doesn't show you anything pre-snap. I mean, hardly anything whatsoever. They're basically going to line up in whatever it looks like their base defense is, whether it's a 4-3, 
Maybe they do a 3-3-5 occasionally, perhaps you know a, a nickel defense, whatever it is. Well, their linebackers, their safeties are going to be lined up at their standard depth. They're going to look like they're in some base coverage at all times. But guess what? They're not. They will bring pressure. The Commodores just do a really good job, in my opinion, of bringing that pressure late and showing you absolutely nothing as a quarterback before the snap. Now, obviously, they're at a bit of a talent deficiency. They were still giving up a lot of deep passes down the field. If if either South Carolina quarterback, whether it was Luke Doty or or the Nolan kid who came in late and won the game, if they ever had any time, well, there was plenty of opportunity to beat guys down the field. So to me, if you're Missouri, this has got to be a game where you hit Mookie Cooper, Dominic Lovett, Kiki Chisholm, whoever it is, we have got to get some guys open downfield. And to me, with all of the hitch routes that Missouri put on film in their previous game against Texas A&M, if they don't run at least a couple hitch-and-go routes in this game in order to hopefully try to take advantage of an overly aggressive Vanderbilt secondary, well, I think they're doing it wrong. I'd be really surprised if we didn't see that. And again, to give Vanderbilt's defense credit, they forced a lot of turnovers against that South Carolina team, kept them in the football game, and they've also just been good at intercepting passes in general on the season. I think a lot of that has to do with their ability to disguise their coverage, to disguise their blitz until right at the last second, right at the moment the ball snapped. And that's something that Basilak is definitely going to be, have to be aware of. Do not get lulled into a false sense of security thinking, okay, it's too high here. It's either, you know, man two under, cover two zone, just some basic coverage. Don't, don't get lulled into a, a false sense of security there. Because they absolutely will bring pressure well-timed at the last second. And you saw it in the South Carolina game where they had a middle linebacker, A-gap blitz, right up the middle of the formation at the very last second. And South Carolina was fortunate to only end up with an intentional grounding there instead of a lost fumble. So if you're Missouri, take care of the ball. But at the same time, I think hitch-and-go routes, use some of that maybe Vanderbilt over-aggressiveness, and overconfidence, maybe in intercepting the ball that they've had the last few weeks, use that strength against them. And coming up, speaking of defense, I want to transition to the hardwood, talk a little Missouri basketball, and Conzo Martin is certainly excited about this team's coming ability. He thinks to switch everything one through five. Well, what do we think about that strategy? What are the pluses? What are the minuses? Let's get into all of it. Let's get into the nitty-gritty of defensive basketball strategy and just what do we think about the Tigers coming up as they start their season in just a couple weeks. But first, I want to tell you about rockauto.com. Did you know that with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of vehicles in the world, it's now literally impossible for your local chain store to keep everything you could possibly need because not only are there different versions of every type of vehicle for instance i drive around a dodge ram well i happen to know there's the 1500 the 2500 the dually 
the everything. There's the sport model. There's various different types of models, and guess what? You might need different parts for any of them. There's electric cars now. Guess what? You can't keep all this stuff in stock. Oh, except who can? It's rockauto.com. So save yourself some time. Save yourself a bunch of money by going to rockauto.com where their prices are always reliably low and they're almost certainly going to have what you need at their easy-to-navigate website. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your vehicle and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. And by BetOnline.ag, who is back and better than ever. And of course, the NBA is back. You got to hit up all your NBA needs for betting at betonline.ag and of course it remains your number one spot for the world series for nfl action college football the whole deal or even if you're crazy enough to bet missouri minus 16 so again whether it's sports whether it's your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing opportunities over at betonline.ag this season. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using the promo code LOCKED ON. Again, promo code LOCKED ON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, if the Tigers are really going to switch everything, on the basketball court, one through five this year, seemingly they've got pretty good personnel for it. And quite honestly, if they're going to exceed expectations this year, I think they're going to have to be a really, really good defensive team. And you know what? Obviously, they're a good defensive team last year. For the most part, they've been solid defensively under Conzo Martin. But one thing I think has been an obvious weakness for that team over the years has been the pick-and-pop five-man. In other words, a center, a guy who can step out, set a screen, and shoot threes. Because so often, whether it was Jeremiah Tillman or it was Reed Nico, sort of your relatively slower-of-foot centers, well, Konzo would have them sag underneath on those plays. And essentially, just they would guard the paint and leave that five-man wide open. And you would see against certain opponents, that would really hurt Missouri. Well, it's going to be a different style of center this year, it looks like. At least when Jordan Wilmore is not in the game, right? We all know he's a traditional center in terms of body type. But it looks like the freshman from St. Louis, Yaya Kita, is maybe more likely going to be the starter. And he's maybe more of your sort of Keith Ramsey, Lawrence Bowers, type body, really more like Keith Ramsey because, my goodness, Yaya for a 18-year-old is is quite thick, let's put it that way, but thick in a very sort of rangy, athletic way, not in a Carl Malone type way, but, you know, I, I'm trying to think who to compare him to, but much more of a, a rangy athlete than, say, a brute, let's put it that way. And so that means that Keita, at least in theory, 
when a center, well, when they set a screen on a point guard, for instance, well, or any guard, Keita's going to be able to hold up, especially when you factor in the sixth defender of the 30-second shot clock. Often that's going to be a late shot clock situation. Maybe only has to guard him for four or five seconds before forcing a pass or maybe a fairly difficult shot. Now, to me, the most famous example, of course, if you've watched a lot of NBA basketball in recent years, you've noticed just a ton of switching lately. And a lot of that is because, again, just the trend has been get five shooters on the basketball court. And if you remember the 2018 Golden State Warriors back when they still had Kevin Durant on the team, right? Well, the Houston Rockets almost pulled off an upset against what was arguably the greatest team in NBA history. And they did so in part by doing this one through five switch strategy. What it did is because the Warriors, while obviously Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, incredible one-on-one basketball players, well, part of the greatness of the Warriors is that they move off the ball so well, too. And that Curry and Klay Thompson, their movement off the ball opens up things for everybody else. Well, what Houston decided is we're going to we're going to mess up all that stuff. We're going to get rid of all this off the ball movement and just force you into playing one-on-one all the time by essentially switching everything. Now, of course, the downside there is you can hunt matchups. If you know that the opposition is going to switch, well you can now decide essentially every time down court, well which matchup do I want? Do I want to have my shooting guard against their five-man, what do I want it to be? Do I want to have a bigger guy on the smaller guy? So, again, there's a lot of give and take here, but I think the idea is, especially with the dearth of low-post offense in college basketball and just, frankly, American basketball in general these days, well, you're better off just switching everything and living with a guy, say, a bigger guy trying to post up a smaller guy than giving up wide-open three-pointers to a team like Alabama or Arkansas that does indeed have often five shooters on the court at once. So again, with Keita at center, he's the big key, right? You've got to have a five-man. If you really want to switch one through five, well, then you've got to have a five-man who can move his feet on the perimeter. Now, everybody else on the team, if you're projected starting five, we all know Kobe Brown, Javon Pickett. Those guys are good defenders, good versatile defenders. I can see them switching onto all kinds of people. Dewan Gordon, the transfer from Kansas State, he seems like a really good defender as well, has good size. And Boogie Coleman, I'm not frankly sure what type of defender he is. But at least he's 6'3 or 6'4. So in theory, you know, again, you can switch and, and defend multiple size players, multiple positions there. Again, that's the theory. I think, again, if it's going to work, if Missouri's going to be, if they're going to exceed expectations, I think they've got to be a really, really good defensive team. So Conzo Martin definitely making a pretty big bet on this strategy. And frankly, defense, that's all well and good, but Missouri still needs to be able to make some shots. And outside of the true freshman Anton Brookshire from Springfield, I'm pretty sure he's going to be a really good shooter, especially just give him time. I think he's going to be a really good knockdown shooter. 
But everybody else, even Boogie Coleman, who shot 42% from three at Ball State last season, to me it's a wait and see because that was in a very, very shortened max schedule, and he didn't shoot nearly as well the previous season. So to me that could be a small sample size deal. Hopefully he, is, hopefully he really is a 40% shooter, but with everybody on the team, I'm in wait-and-see mode with these new guys in terms of their shooting. But you know what? No need to be in wait-and-see mode anymore this week here on Locked on Mizzou. I'll be back tomorrow with my official Vanderbilt and Missouri pick. And again, Saturday, a special post-game show. No matter what happens, I owe you guys one. So you know what? I'm going to work on Saturday, give you a post-game show as soon as I can following the Missouri-Vanderbilt game. So until then, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.